Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Good morning, good afternoon, everyone. This is Suzanne Knabernicol from Police Science Doctor with Police Science Snippets number 47. So as always, during the week, I've been going through some research papers and articles in the fields of criminology, forensic psychology, investigative psychology, and any kind of policing research related field to see if there's anything that could be actionable and informative to law enforcement practitioners around the world. So I extract these pieces of information and I put them into an email to my email list and that gets sent out usually every Tuesday to them. If you want to join that email list, it's got all the links to the original research in there so you can check um, where I've actually got that information from. Just go to policesciencedoctor.com and register with the with your details in the registration form. Okay, it's a, a free information service. You don't have to pay anything for it. So let me tell you about these three pieces of snippets um, that I've extracted this week. The first one is about parental selfishness and psychopathy. It goes as follows. Parents who have a disposition towards selfishness are more likely to produce psychopathic qualities in their children, such as grandiose manipulative, daring impulsive, and callous unemotional traits. So this is just for um, practitioners to keep in mind then. I think if they come across people that that you would associate these traits with as a, as a parent or as a child and just see if there's any any potential support, anything holistic, you can wrap around that. So if you know that somebody is quite a selfish parent and you know they have children, then perhaps maybe start making some contacts with some other agencies in terms of educational social services and see if there's anything that we can do to nip things in the bud because policing is always far too much about putting out fires rather than turning off the gas. The second snippet for today is good people committing bad deeds together. The higher the moral group norms, the lower the likelihood of committing a deviant action. Whilst the individual's moral compass has a role to play, that can be mediated by the overall norms of the group that they are actually with at the time. And uh, there's a very interesting saying here that um, John Lee Dumas uses at the end of his podcast is, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So the people you're surrounding yourself with have an impact on who you are as a person. So if you want to be a successful person, surround yourself with successful people. If you want to be a good person, surround yourself with good people. And what this snippet is saying that even though you've, you obviously on, on an individual level make your own decisions about that, you can get drawn into doing things as part of a group that you wouldn't be doing normally um, if you were making decisions just for yourself. Okay, so this obviously has to do a lot with peer pressure and with youth offending, for example. Um, and then the last snippet for today is empathy for rape victims. So those who know a rape victim have greater empathy when it comes to other victims of rape than those who are not aware of knowing a victim themselves. Um, I put I put in there that you are not aware of knowing a victim because obviously many, many, many people are rape victims but will never tell anyone. Um, and also women who have been sexually victimized have greater empathy than men who have been sexually victimized. The reason why I pulled um, this particular snippet out is because I think this might be relevant for juries. So in terms of jury selection, it's possibly not a question that you can ask. Do you know anyone? Do you have personal experience of being victimized as a rape victim? But it might potentially have a big impact on the amount of empathy that is felt for the victim during that trial. And the jury are normal people who have been selected from the public who make decisions about, you know, very, very important matters. So that's why I pulled this one out. And 
that was it. Those were the three science snippets for today, um, for this week, actually. Next week, there's going to be three more, hopefully. If you are someone who reads through the research or produces research and you've, you have, you come across something or you have something that you think is immediately actionable, so we're not talking about theory or methodologies here, please do send it through to me. I might be able to include it in one of my my next broadcasts and mail outs. And that will be greatly appreciated because it's not actually easy um, when going through all that research to find something that's actionable and practical, believe me. So I'm, um, I'm struggling every week to, um, to pull these together. But thank you very much for watching and I hope you found this useful and um, I'll see you next time. Adieu. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam, this is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts. Thank you.